This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharuddin and you're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. LFKL went on the ground again, this time to Tui Studio to learn more about tufting, a method of textile manufacturing that's pretty in trend right now. What makes tufting appealing, at least from a layperson perspective, is the usage of a gun-like device to sew and connect the yarn together to create a rug-like material that's used for decorative purposes. I'll let the founder of Tui Studio, Jenna Liu, elaborate more. Um, my name is Jenna and I'm 24 years old. My background is, <laughs> I actually studied law and why I got into this uh, tufting business is I personally actually enjoy art a lot mm. and I love art then I find out about tufting during COVID time okay. it was quite viral on TikTok I don't know if you know All right. and I just start seeing all these uh, tufting videos like ASMR tufting videos mm. and I find it very interesting and I bought the equipment and try out at home And then I thought, why not open a studio for people to come mm. and teach them how to make one also. All right. So it's called Tui Studio. I understand yeah. that the name has a meaning behind it. Can you yes. perhaps tell us a it's bit more about it? It actually stands for Tuft Out Your Imagination. But the your is you are. Because I don't want to be Toyi. Tui uh-huh. is more cute and it sounds like French also. Uh-huh. So Tui Studio. I see. All Easy right. to remember. You know why? Why were you attracted to tufting? Um, because I like the idea where it's very beginner friendly. You can make any image that you want, even if you cannot draw. Mm. So, because personally, I'm not really good at drawing, also, mm. and it's not like painting. So after you choose your image, you just have to mix and match your own colors to make the piece mm. instead of like painting, which requires more like skill. For this one, you just roughly need to know how to use the gun itself. Then slowly you discover more on the techniques and how to make the piece even better. Mm. And mm. I assume uh, when you first discovered this hobby, you learned everything online? Yeah, I learned everything COVID, online. Right? Okay, and yeah. also test and trial a lot ah. with the gun myself. And I even learned how to fix the guns. Okay, Yeah. All right. Okay. How steep was the learning curve to actually yeah, learn how to tough? Uh, usually, customer come... Then we'll teach them the whole thing. So it's actually not hard. Oh, okay. It's not hard to learn. It's not hard to mm. learn. Yeah. And you said just now that you actually learned how to fix the gun yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how's that process like actually? I, I, I mean, of course, I learned it online also yeah. and try to disassemble everything and see how it works because we have so many guns mm. and it requires maintenance once in a while. Mm. So... Yeah, so that's one thing that I learned also. Okay, yeah, I understand that. I mean, it requires a lot of equipment, right? Mm. Apart from guns, what else do you require to actually start tufting? Uh, what else other than the gun? You mean? Yeah. Uh, you need a tufting frame, mm-hmm. the yarns, and then projector for you to project any image that you want. And yeah, actually, that's about it. Um, I understand that the frame itself, depending on on certain people, some people actually prepare the frame themselves, right? Mm. Yeah, you have to prepare it. Um, is there like a specific size or a, a specific type of wood that you have to use to actually tough? No, actually any wood is fine. Mm. This is like pine wood. Mm. Yeah, so you can make it any size that you want. Mm. Yeah, 
So if the bigger size you make, then the more you can make like small little little pieces in one frame or like the whole frame to be one mm. uh, piece. Yeah. What about the the cloth that they use to actually um, I mean tuff the the yarn into it? Uh, it's called mong cloth. Mong cloth. Okay. Yes. So it has to be specifically this this type of uh, cloth mm. to tuff lah. Mm. Mm. And I then oh actually other than that. Uh, and also, after tufting, you have to do the backing also. You have to do the backing, seal the backing, and then add the backing, and also do the trimming. Okay. So it's not just about tufting. Right. Mm. Tufting is the process of actually yes. using the gun. Yes. But beyond that, you also the have to... The making of the whole rug oh. involves other, like the backing process and the trimming process as well. How long does the process usually take if you were to take into factor not only the, the I guess the fun part which is mm, to use the mm. gun but also the other aspect of it? For me, it can be fast now because the tufting part we, I can do it very fast. Mm. So, including the the backing and the trimming maybe, so for this size 50-50 size mm. maybe 4 hours. Four hours. Mm. All right. from, from start to finish, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. And um, so tufting is usually focused more on making rugs, uh, but mm. is that the common practice here? Do people actually, I guess, get involved in tufting to actually make rugs or do they actually use the end product for decorative purposes? Uh, it's actually uh, tufting, you see some factories, they are using this type of tufting gun also, mm. but a more faster one, okay. better ones. Uh, they used it to make rugs, actually. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's the end product I would say is more like a decorative piece la, because mm. you put so much effort in it and you wouldn't want to just tap on it and use to rub your leg mm. so yeah it's more like a decorative piece people me. tend to use it for decorative piece yeah. like, like putting it like a, like mm. a photo of sorts yeah. right on, on the wall. wall and some people make it into pillows into bags and even like mirror frames mm. Mm. do you provide these types of services here as well yeah, we do make if upon request, mm. if they want it to become uh, make it into a mirror, we will do it for them or a bag. So so I would we would do it for them. Also. Mm-hmm. But mostly is for the decorative piece, like a rug piece. Mm. Mm. Is there a difference um, if you were to actually try to make it into other things, like like in terms of the process, or is it still the same? Oh, the, the rug, yeah, yeah, it's the same. Or, um, it's just uh, when you draw, mm. you have to like let's say you want to make the mirror, you have to lift a space for the mirror to be pasted on mm. it after mm. or let's say if a bat you have to do the uh, the strap and all so it's the same thing it's just you have to draw it differently draw it on the cloth right? yeah mm. but mm. You, just now you said you can also use the projector but do, do you have people that want to perhaps you know sketch things themselves? yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah. they can sketch any design that they want also mm. Mm. so if they, have, if they have a stencil they can also bring their stencil and perhaps try and sketch on it as well? Uh, I mean we do have we do provide markers for them uh. so they can just free draw themselves any Im- any image they like okay if you don't have any I guess artwork or photos that they, they would like to refer to do you provide any stock photos here? Uh, yeah we can recommend them or we usually ask them to just find it online through Google mm. or Pinterest or they can let us know like what kind of style they want like more abstract ones or more cartoonish ones mm. then we would find it for them mm. Mm. yeah next to us there are a lot of like different types of yarns here does tufting use a specific type of yarn or is it similar to 
um, yarns that, that can be used in other other I guess sewing hobbies or things. This like is that. like wool yarn. Uh, the one that we are using here is thicker. Mm-hmm. It's like eight strands, uh, wool yarn, and yeah, it can be used for like let's say what knitting. Mm. Yeah, it can be used for other purposes as well. Oh, okay. So, mm. so it doesn't use a specific type of yarn. Mm. It's just that it needs to be thicker, right? Yes. Mm. If Cut. it's thicker, uh, it won't easily slip out. Mm. So, if it's thinner lines, the it will easily came out from the gun. Okay. Then you have to keep putting back in again. Oh, right. So, if it's thicker, it's more better and convenient. But can, but can you play around with the thickness in terms of, I guess, if you want to create, I guess, different types of shadings, I suppose, or like different... Mm. Shades of colours Things like that Not really on the thickness of the yarn mm. More of like the colours ah, That you okay. choose Yeah Okay um, And also if you Let's say you want to Make some parts Like more pop up or what That's on the trimming part mm. Like the, these pieces you see here Okay So we can We usually trim it like uh, To make it more 3D To make the details more pop mm. Mm. That's the part where we can play with like, The trimming part to right. how you want to make the piece or if you prefer like more fluffy look then we don't trim it so detailed which is uh, roughly one layer oh okay trim. so so, so mm. the process can be modified or adjusted afterwards yes and yes. that process is done via trimming rather than yes. rather than just using the gun right yes oh okay so um, does that require a special type of like scissors or special type of knife to, to do uh, just like the, uh, the trimmer that we have here mm. Uh, that one is But if it's not normal For like shaving one That one is like Not strong enough okay. It has to be like those This one that we are using Is like sh- For trim ships ah, That kind yeah. I see Okay mm. Alright Nice I've been speaking to Jenna Liu Founder of Tui Studio To learn more about Tufting We'll be back after the short break I'm Hanif Baharudin And you're listening to I Love KL On BFM 89.9 BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. I was at Twee Studio recently to speak to its founder, Jenna Lu. Twee Studio is a space for people to learn how to tough and create wonderful rocks. Apart from the joy of the process itself, according to Jenna, like most hobbies, tufting is also very therapeutic. I do find it very, very therapeutic Mm. and very satisfied to see the outcome mm. from scratch from nothing from a cloth to to like a very colourful piece mm. yeah like some people do ask me do you ever get sick of your job because you are like tufting everyday facing mm. all these yarns everyday but for me up until now I still enjoy my everyday I still enjoy coming to the studio and then uh, talking with my customers and teaching them about tufting mm. yeah I feel very how's it Happy like, that people come here and they enjoy their time here. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's good that you find it therapeutic. Uh, mm. But um, I mean, because you've done it for quite a while, do you also find the need to perhaps challenge yourself? And how did you go about, I guess, improving upon the skills that you've already acquired, you know, tough thing? Because I, I guess it gets, once you're familiar with the process, it gets quite, quite easier, right? Mm. I assume. Or is it still more complicated? Or it depends on the kind of design that you want to choose, I suppose. Yeah, because it can be made into any design you want. Mm. So every piece is different. So 
yet still I mean there are still got like different techniques that I can learn because mm. actually the gun itself it can change into so now this one is like cutting mm. it can change into looping style right? yes yeah. looping style loop. so can try out different different styles or uh, mm. Mm. is that something that um, you let your guests or your customers decide as well if they were to perhaps you know, want to choose different types of guns uh, or is that something that's a bit more advanced for once for now we only recommend doing this cutting one because it's more convenient for the looping one every time it goes you will have to manually cut mm. so for this one when it goes in it cut itself oh, okay. yeah, but the outcome is different oh, right. yeah, the outcome of the, uh, this different head is, uh, will be different okay mm. so and, and I assume if you want to create different textures, then you use different types of guns yes, to to yes, to, correct, I guess to, to make the end product mm. pop up a bit more, right? Mm, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, and let's talk a bit more about the gun. Uh, mm. You said that you had to actually learn how to disassemble it and actually fix it yourself. Yeah. Um, how many different types of guns are there? I mean, apart from the cutting and the looping style, are, mm. are there any other like different types of guns depending on on, on so far on the market? Do? It's just this one. Okay. I mean, they do make it like different uh, appearance, like. Some is like covered everything. You don't get to see the inside. But so far, it's still all the same. Just okay. Or either they just make it lighter. Okay. Or, yeah, right. It's still the same. Uh, I see. What's the maintenance like? I mean, do you have to be very careful uh, when using it? Or like, you know, does it break down easily? or? Uh, actually, not really. Like the, okay. the gun itself, uh, just have to add on oil like every week. Mm. And it will work just fine. As long as you don't... Yeah, of course, you have to handle with care. <laughs> you cannot just simply put it, but not really. It's a good good gun to use. Mm. And it's... it's, it's uh, just a bit heavy, maybe. It's a bit heavy. You want to try taking it? Yeah, I'll probably can... Perhaps, is this the same one? Yeah, it's the same one. Okay. If weight's about 1.2 kg... 1.2 kg, mm. yeah. All right. Um, and it's not battery powered, right? It's electric powered, right? Yeah, electric. Electric, yeah. okay. Yeah. Can I press it? Yeah, uh, you have to switch on here. It's the on, or bu on button. Okay. And then just press here okay. to start. Oh, this one not on yet. Okay, oh. it's fine. <laughs> ah, I see. Um, so yeah, there, there is uh, a bit of a pointy end Yeah, here. so this is like the needle. Okay. So actually you can see just now where the part I say it cuts automatically. Okay. So here is actually the scissors part. So how it works is that every time it goes in, you press the the scissors cuts and then go goes back in and then cuts. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's how it the can, mechanic works. Okay, can you demonstrate it a bit for, okay, for me so to see? Yeah. Basically, for tufting, you can only tuff upwards. You right. can never go downwards. And even if you want to go left or right, you have to twist your gun like this. It's to left. Like this is to right. Oh, okay. You can never go like this or go downwards. If you ever do that, you break the cloth and make holes. So that's the first rule for you to remember. The, uh, for tufting. Okay. So when you go, I mean now it's not equipped with the yarn. Yarn, okay. But I roughly show you. So when you go, you just have to make sure that the needle is all the way in. Okay. And then you just have to push, like put some pressure. Only you start to press and go. Like this, go upwards. Okay. So that will be a straight line. Alright, mm. okay. So it'll always go, you cannot go downwards because? Mm. Uh, because the it, here it cuts like this, right? So uh. if you go downwards, it's just 
go against it oh. and then you just break the cloth. I see. Mm. Okay. Alright, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, I mean, it can be used continuously, right? There's no. Sometimes because some machines, machinery requires. Uh, mm. Yeah, you need to take a break after like. An no, hour no, no. This one can be used for long hours. It's fine. Long hours. Mm. Okay. Alright. So okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> cool. Okay. Apart from the, I guess the the blade in front, the, mm. the scissors mm-hmm. in front. Um, there's not much. Uh, difference in terms of uh, the variety of the gun. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, if if someone were to actually once they've gotten into tufting and can mm. this hobby actually be something that can be done at home? Yeah, it can be done at home also. Okay. Right. It's just uh, like I said, the colors that you have is limited. You, but in studio we have all sorts of color for you to choose from. So. So far in the tufting scene. Um, do, do you see a lot of people actually uh, investing in the equipments and the yarns or do they still prefer to come to I guess shops like yours to get their, their fix I suppose uh, I think people would still prefer to come to our shop to to tough instead uh. mm-hmm. but some people they really really interested then they they even ask us if we sell any equipments because they want to do it at home also mm, mm. okay yeah um, if they would actually want to start investing in it is mm. it like is it expensive or is it actually pretty expensive? Uh, to start like a hobby at home? Yes. Uh, actually, not really. I think, okay. not really that expensive. Oh, Around okay. maybe two thousand. Mm. Yeah. Two thousand. You two. can get everything within that budget. Okay, including the yarns as well. The the yarn, not all colors are mm-hmm. like some, some colors that you want to do specifically for that piece mm. Mm. what about the frame do you, can you actually buy the frame or do you have to actually um, frame you can build it yourself build it yourself like okay. when I first started when I want to try out I just buy from Shopee oh. for the wood and then I try to assemble it myself ah, yeah. I see do people sell it um, like pre-made or do you have to actually cut things yes, yourself yes oh, I mean okay. if you want to save money you could do it yourself right. but there is uh, if you find it on Shopee there is like people already do it for you and but of course they muck up. Ah. <laughs> so you can try to do it yourself also. It doesn't cost that much for the woods. Okay, alright. Yeah. So I think gained popularity during the pandemic, like a lot of other hobbies as well. Post pandemic, do you feel like uh, people are still into this hobby? Mm, actually surprisingly when the people that came here they actually don't know about tufting mm. before. Oh, okay. So I think I guess in Malaysia not really. Maybe in the US, uh, yeah, it is I mean, I, I don't know if it's maybe my algorithm <laughs> keeps showing the, the same thing. Mm. So, but yeah, it, I think not a lot of people know about tufting also actually until recent years from last year, mm. especially. Mm. Mm. And in terms of its popularity, has it been gaining more popularity now? Yeah, feel? yeah. Uh, like some of my friends before I want to start this business, they do mention that, oh, this is a, just a trend. Mm. Like why would you want to get on this business? But mm. for me, I feel like it's more... Yes, it is a trend. It might die down someday. But it's more of like a new activity for people to try on. Just mm. like uh, pottery. Mm. Just like painting. Mm. It's just that it's a new activity for people to do. Mm. Yeah. Do you get people who have any background in sewing or anything to do with yarn, I guess, showing interest? Yeah, uh, some customers they they like doing the uh like like I said sewing or punch needle or mm. crochet mm. or knitting. 
yeah, then they want to try out like different related ones, mm. different style. Yeah, and some people never try anything like this before. Also, they are interested to try on. Mm, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I guess it's the end product is cute also. And mm. I think the most fun part is it can be any image that you want. All right, yeah. Yeah. And based on, I guess, your interactions with your customers, do you see them actually yeah, using it as a decorative piece or do you have any customers using these rugs yeah, as actual most rugs? Most of them say, oh, what is it used for? I want to, oh, is it for rug? They want to make sure that it's something that can be used. But once they're done with the end product, they all say, okay, I'm not going to step on this for sure. Ah, <laughs> so it's more like a decorative piece. Decorative piece. Mm. All right. and, and you mentioned hobbies like this being a part of trend, right? And, mm. and, and sometimes, yeah, when it comes to trends, sometimes, yeah, it can die down. Uh, but you decided to actually uh, open the studio. So are there any like, long-term plans when it comes to, I guess, um, diversifying your business or thinking about long-term growth in terms of making sure that um, not only it will not just be a fad, but also mm. there is potential to, I guess, grow bigger afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think what we should actually do is add more services. Mm. I mean, the space itself here is a very good space. It's spacious it, and can host a lot of things, a lot of events. So adding more new services. Actually, we do have painting. Mm. We do have painting. Okay. And then... But we are more still more focusedly on tough thing mm. But then in the future, yes, we can add more other services that is like art related, and and also now we have a new thing for the booth here for mm. people to try on to have fun here. Mm. Okay, yeah. So so I guess to a certain extent, there is a need to not only diversify uh, the kind of um, services that you offer, mm. but also to differentiate yourself from your yes, competitors, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm, okay. So uh, for people who are interested to find out more about Tui Studio, uh, mm. how can um, they get the information? Uh, can find us through Instagram. Our username is Tui, T-O-U-I dot studio. And Facebook also. We are on TikTok also. Every social media platform that you can see. Okay. Or even Xiaohongshu. <laughs> uh, using the same handle, right? Yeah. All right. And if they want to... If you want to join or mm. you want to try a tough thing, um, mm. are they required to be in a group or can they just come alone? Yeah, they can come alone also. Mm. So or you can just DM us or actually we have a booking form link on our Instagram that you can find. So you just click on the link and fill in your details and book with us, make mm. a booking with us. Okay, mm. and how, how long are they expected to, I guess, allocate their time if they want to uh, join in? It's, a, it's, a, it's just a one-day thing, right? They don't have yeah, to definitely one-day right? thing. Yeah, okay. So, it's better to preserve like four hours at least. Mm. Mm. Alright, okay. Any last words? Come try Tough Thing at Twee Studio. <laughs> You've been tuning in to I Love KL and we've been speaking about Tough Thing with Jenna Lu, founder of Tui Studio located in Emporis, Kota Damansara. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you missed any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl. Our app, which you can find via Google Play and the App Store. You can also find this episode and many others on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on X at BFM Radio. My name is Hanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.